2: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai
3: Becton did.
2: And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai
4: Beckton tape is for you. Wilson, go into the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson, looking in, it's a wide open touchdown.
2: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the five, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. he hit immediately, and he got the handoff,
1: and
5: Thank
3: you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play a Jet One. And we are going to break down the all 22 of the Jets' third first round pick. And that, of course, was Jermaine Johnson, who they traded up to get from number 35 to number 26. The pass rusher from Florida State. We did an episode breaking down his All-22 before, but that was before the Jets drafted Jermaine Johnson. Luke has had an opportunity to go back and look at much more footage, so we've got a much fuller review here of Jermaine Johnson's tape, and the Luke I'm talking about, of course, is the thunder from down under, the man who does all the film work for us on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother?
5: I'm going pretty well, boring part of the season, but we're, we're so close to the end of OTAs, heading towards training camp and everything ramping back up. I'm excited to talk about Jermaine Johnson because he was a bit of an enigma in the pre draft process. There were Jets fans who wanted him at four and guys like Leger Douzable who thought he was the man and he was better than Kayvon Thibodeau. And in my head, I thought he'd be a terrible decision at four. He was solid at 10, but then to get him at what, 26 was just fantastic. That's where the value lies. So I was really excited about going back and watching him. And really, it validated everything I thought about Jermaine Johnson. It reaffirmed it. Um, I think the floor is extremely high. I think he's a line drive double. But when you get that at 26, just makes it incredibly valuable for you.
3: Let's start with the least sexy aspect of his game, but also one of the more important aspects if we're talking about why the floor is so high. And that is his run defense. I think that you can make a case that he was the best run defender of the edge rushers in this draft. What'd you see when you watched the film? Did you see an elite run defender?
5: Oh, without a doubt, Scott. I mean, it's the reason that his floor is so high is because on a snap to snap basis, you know, you're getting elite run defense from Jermaine Johnson and it's the versatility that makes him really special. There are guys who can plug and play on the middle of the defensive line or on the edge, and they're really good at one aspect. So, for example, Jermaine Johnson's fantastic at setting an edge. He can stand up. He can take on double teams. You saw it against a team like Wake Forest, someone like that. He has that ability to set the edge, to be strong, and to allow his team to control the edge, which is so important in the run game. And he can do that at a high level. But something he's fantastic at is the ability to one-gap penetrate. That's going to be what really makes him stand out in this scheme. That system at FSU, it more relied on him being an edge setter. But those rare moments where you saw him go and get it from the outside in the run game, they were impressive. I think about some snaps he had against Ike McCornu where he beat him with a swim move. Ike was trying to shoot off the ball and be aggressive with his hands, get out in front and kind of clamp Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine just swam straight over the top and he just shot with a skinny body into the backfield, got through the sea gap and it was fantastic. So he has that ability. But then you could see it all the way through Uh, the off season, the tape up until the senior bowl, there was a rep that made me really sit up and and take notice. And look, you take the senior bowl reps with a grain of salt to some extent, but there was a running snap in a one-on-one on, I think it was day one of practice where he had tight hands. He won the leverage battle and he got this defensive lineman, sorry, this offensive lineman and just ripped him out of the way and threw him three yards across, had great balance at the point of attack and was just there ready to make the tackle. And it just made me go, wow, he's got the length the explosion, but also understands leverage and how to win at the point of attack. Jermaine Johnson is versatile. He's strong. He's explosive. And you just know he's going to improve the Jets run defense in 2022. That's going to be needed because while run defense isn't the most important thing in the world, if you have a bad defense and a bad run defense, that's something that can really cost you. So he's going to lift up the floor of that run D and that's going to be important for the Jets
4: Play like a jet. Play
3: like a jet. One thing that you notice with Jermaine Johnson is a non-stop motor. He just keeps coming and coming and coming, never gives up on the play. Tell me about that aspect of his game.
5: Yeah, he plays plays a little bit like one of those outside linebackers with the long hair that just plays with their hair on fire, like a Chase Winovich. He's that kind of dude. Got a really great motor. He'll never stop. There's definitely some effort sacks in there, which is a positive and a negative. You love that the effort's high. You love that he's getting to the quarterback. You wish he'd get there quicker sometimes. And that's something that I definitely noticed on tape. But all in all, I think his pass rushing is um, very structured. He has a clear pass rush plan all of the time. um, And he is very, he's deliberate about how he goes about his business. The one thing that stands out on tape about Jermaine Johnson is his best pass rush move is the cross chop or this jab swipe move. So he uses this, what I call Eurostep footwork, where he gets off the inside leg and propels himself outside the tackle. That's his way of creating space between himself and the offensive lineman. He's not great when he gets engaged and gets in that hand-to-hand combat. That's not where he wins. So he creates that space to then utilize his hands and have a clean chest. So it makes sense. He's fantastic in that aspect. I would say... 60 to 70% of Jermaine Johnson's pressures in 2021 at FSU came off that cross chop, euro step, jab swipe, some iteration of that move. That's what you saw the most from him and that's where he really shone uh, with his pass rushing skills. In conjunction with that, I'd say his hand usage and hand placement is very, very polished. I talked about his constant plan, but he also always understands where to put his hand, whether it's controlling the wrist of the offensive lineman so that he can't extend and get into your airspace and get to your chest, where to hit on the elbow when, you, when you're crossing or chopping down for your cross-chop move. Everything was just very nuanced, and you could tell that he was a senior in a good way because he was very, very polished with his hand usage. Moving away from that, I think Jermaine Johnson... I think he has the ability to be a very good bull rusher. There were only flashes at FSU though. And I think part of that is the scheme. And I'm going to explain why he didn't often line up in a wide nine technique and just get thrown off the ball and say, go and get the quarterback. A lot of the time he was two gapping in the run game, or he was setting an edge, or he was the contain on the outside for the FSU defense. And that's what they asked of him. And he did a good job of it. You didn't get to see the explosive, 10 yard split time that he showed off at the combine the times that he was going speed to power and bull rushing through the chest he still utilizes the same footwork and it's a strength and a weakness i think of jermaine johnson's he still creates that inside to outside euro step to get the space but then he converts that into a runway and then he goes speed to power through the chest so i saw a couple of examples of that i saw him do it against kentucky that was a game where i saw it a couple of times against pretty good competition so that's a part of his game as well. I think he holds up well in the run-pass option game. Um, when you play against a guy like Lamar Jackson or Allen in the division, that's going to be important. He's athletic on the edge. He can make plays stringing down the line of scrimmage. So all in all, I think he's a very polished pass rusher. I think there's a, a certain limit to his ceiling. I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar. But I think the floor high, and that's really good when you're looking at a guy you picked at 26. When it comes to
3: Jermaine Johnson, one thing that stood out to me is that he appears to be a guy that's very scheme versatile. He can play with his hand in the dirt or he could play on the outside. Is that what you saw?
5: Definitely. I don't think he has position versatility, but you put it perfectly. I think he's scheme versatile. I talked about what he was asked of at FSU, putting his hand in the dirt, playing in a five-tech a lot, um, that contain aspect, the ability to two-gap. But I'm excited to – I'm sure we'll get into it. I'm excited to see what he does in this Jets scheme because I think there's a lot of things that make him a natural fit in this Salah Ulbrich scheme. So I think he has the versatility, but I think his strengths are also going to be maximized here in New York, which is why some teams didn't value him as a top-20 pick, but the New York Jets had him as a top-10 player. That's where the nuance lies in people's boards. It's about scheme fit. So, yes, he has versatility, but I think he fits here the best. And that's just not me with my Jets glasses on. I, I honestly think it's a best scheme, scheme fit for him.
3: Luke, since you brought it up, why don't you elaborate a little bit on the scheme fit?
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on it from a passing game or pass rushing game uh, aspect first. And that's the wide nine technique. And I know I, I kind of mentioned it, but the ability to him to get a bigger runway, a wide nine technique for people who don't know, just means it's your alignment on the play. So a four tech is when you have your head directly opposite the tackle if you're a five tech you're on his outside shoulder and as you get wider seven tech on the tight end and then nine is kind of two positions outside of the tight ends that just allows you more space to create and get momentum and to launch it can help you win around the edge with speed and bend like a brian burns or it can also help you with more speed to power stuff like we've seen the philadelphia eagles use in their schemes in the past I think that's going to allow him to unlock some of the bull rush ability and to get more of that on tape, especially as a rookie. I think he'll straight away pick that up. I think um, he's also going to be quicker off the snap. I talked about sometimes it was one of the weaknesses I saw of his game was I didn't see a lot of explosion and get off, which was weird because the 10 yard split was there that I mentioned at the combine. But a lot of that, again, is what FSU asked him to do in this scheme. I talk about it all the time with Quinn and Williams, with JFM with a guy like Carl Lawson. You can get off, you can play almost carefree, and all you've got to do is control your gap, penetrate, get north-south, and be disruptive. And I think he can do that really well. I'm excited to see if that unlocks more of his game. And then in the run defense, again, it's just about being able to penetrate and not being asked to two gaps so much and lifting the floor of the Jets run defense. So I think all in all, he is a really good scheme fit for the reasons I just mentioned and it's going to really unlock part of his game that we haven't seen yet.
3: How do you think Johnson fits with the other pieces on that defensive line? Guys like Carl Lawson, if he's healthy, knock on wood. Quinton Williams, John Franklin Myers.
5: It's been kind of contentious, but the Jets want to rotate. That's pretty obvious that their staff is going to rotate heavily, especially on the defensive line. And I think that um, he's going to allow Carl Lawson to play a little less in obvious running situations. They want John Franklin Myers to be in quotation marks, the big edge. Um, So he'll play outside on obvious running downs and on some first downs, and then we'll kick inside on second and third and obvious passing situations. I think uh, a duo on the edge of um, John Franklin Myers and also Jermaine Johnson makes a lot of sense on first down. I think it will allow Carl Lawson to ease back into it, so that's a great fit. But then he can still you know, rush the passer at a high level. So you want to play Carl Lawson on the right side of the line, Jermaine Johnson at the left spot, that's a natural fit. I think that's the both the sides that each of those edge rushes do their best work. So they complement each other well. Then you sprinkle in Bryce Huff. You have Quinnen and JFM inside. So I think he's a good complement. And I think that he's going to allow that versatility of the staff one, but also his skill set probably matches what Carl Lawson might lack at the start of the season.
3: Luke, you talked about his ceiling and you said that you don't think that he's going to be elite, but you think he can be a very good player. Can you talk a little bit more about that and explain it a little bit? Because I hate putting people on the spot when it comes to doing comparisons, but to really understand what type of player Jermaine Johnson can be, I think it's very instructive in this instance. CJ Wilson, who does the Unconquered Talk podcast, covers the Florida State Seminoles football team. He's compared Jermaine Johnson to Peter Boulware, who is a three-time pro bowler and a Super Bowl champion. Obviously, if Jermaine Johnson could be anywhere near that good, we'd all be doing handstands. But is there a particular player, somebody that's played for the Jets or anyone else, past or present, that he reminds you of a little bit as far as ceiling and what type of player he could be?
5: I do certain comps when I'm looking at players. And if someone stands out, it's not something I like to force. I'm not sure it's a player that I so much see Jermaine Johnson comparing with as I just see him as that prototypical seven to eight sack a guy year who you go, gee, he made a lot of plays. Like um, think about Trey Hendrickson when he was – you know, Before he had that breakout year again uh, last year with the Saints and then with the Bengals in 2021, I think he's that kind of player where he has some of the athleticism and the length, but he's not explosive, twitchy, bend around the edge. He's high effort. He's good in the running game. I think he's that level of player, that caliber of player. I think when I was writing up his report, I said uh, Jermaine Johnson, I bet on him being a 7-9 to sack guy a year for the majority of his career. The questions about the ceiling because of the breakout age to the fact that he was so good as a senior, but he was 23 going against a lot of kids in a lot of aspects and also has some minor limitations on tape. Some of those weaknesses that I talk about that kind of limit the ceiling of Jermaine Johnson, a lot of his pressures came off the same footwork and move. Some people think that's a strength. And a guy like Ojolari, he won with the same move over and over again at Georgia. So that means you can definitely pick up other moves because you've got the ability to implement footwork in a pass rush plan. But at the same time, I worry that that Euro step footwork will have issues against tackles with more patience in the NFL because they won't get off balance. They won't shoot their hands and he can't just then dance around the edge with a cross chop. I also think he struggles to stack moves. So if the OL gets hands on him early and the offensive lineman really gets in that combat, that isn't where he wins. He really needs clear airspace to win. And I think he was a little slow off the ball at times, which comes back to the scheme. But they're kind of some of the limitations that made me say, I don't think the ceiling is sky high. I don't think he has Kayvon Thibodeau's ability to be a 12 to 14 sack dude, but I think he's that Trey Hendrickson type edge, that caliber of player. And that still is extremely valuable in the first round.
3: Luke, how much does it worry you that he's an older prospect at age 23? It's difficult to say.
5: It it worries me from the aspect of, why didn't we see you break out earlier? You were four years more developed than some of these players, and that's concerning. In conjunction with that, even though the sack numbers are really high, a lot of the pressures came after two and a half seconds, which means that he's not winning explosively. So those things do concern you. But then you have to use context. And I know it's difficult to be on both sides of the fence in 2022 and you need to have one stance and kind of bang that drum. But if you look at Jermaine Johnson, he went to Georgia after he transferred and he couldn't get on the field. And that's not a slight on Jermaine Johnson. Have a look at where those Georgia defensive players were drafted this year. That was arguably the best college football defense over the past 10 to 15 years, not being able to get on the field. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's a slight on Jermaine Johnson. Similarly, he had some issues, not issues, it's not his fault, but he had a tough gig coming out of high school and he went to Juco and he had to grind there. So you didn't see it either. So his path kind of dictates why his breakout age was later. So yes, it worries me a little, but you also have to understand the context and overall it's a bit of a wash, but it's something to monitor.
3: Is there anything else about Jermaine Johnson that you think is worth mentioning that we haven't touched on
5: yet? Uh, Look, I think we touched on everything about him as a player. I think he's a really well-spoken dude. I, I didn't hear a ton from him in the pre-draft process, but then when I started hearing him get interviewed on draft night and afterwards, just another really well-spoken, thoughtful athlete, Um, another one of these Joe Douglas draft picks where you go, I can see why he likes him, why he thinks he's high character. I know he fell in the draft for some reason, but I don't think it was character concerns. I think the Jermaine Johnson showed he can be a good leader. He lifted that really poor FSU defense and gave it some chance of hope. And I just think that he's got an opportunity to come in here and be a contributor, a new one. We talk about guys on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets who could be rookie of the year candidates, but I think defensively, Jermaine Johnson has as good as opportunity as any to come in and be impactful. He's in a great rotation. There's other fantastic players around him, and he's going to get his opportunities to excel and to get on the field early. So I'm excited to see him play. And I think because of that slightly older age, because of the profile of being very technically proficient, he can be, impactful and do damage as soon as 2022
3: he can play guitar too so you know that he's going to get hazed and made to serenade somebody during training camp at
5: some point it's got to happen you love to see it just the versatility we talked about it with a lot of these players what can you bring to the table to be more versatile to your team can you sing on the bus that's huge i mean come on you're gonna love to see it jermaine johnson he's got all the skills
3: Got to be able to entertain your teammates on the road trips to Pittsburgh and Cleveland, right? That's a key component of being a quality rookie.
5: It is. I mean, you know, he's going to have the rookie talent show as well that you see on Hard Knocks every year. He's going to kill it there. You know, you've got the the hand usage and hand placement. He can pluck those strings. He's got all the skills. So Jermaine Johnson, elite edge rusher, high level guitarist. You just know he's going to be a breakout star.
3: Eight sacks in his rookie season and entertaining the team on the way to local road trips, And maybe even on the plane. I don't know if they have a private jet or something. Maybe he could get away with it. I doubt he could do it on a regular commercial flight, though. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down not just the All-22 film of Jermaine Johnson, but his guitar playing skills. I actually want to see if we can get Jermaine on the show to play a song. I don't even want to talk to him about football. I just want him to play some (laughs) songs for me. Really appreciate you coming on, Luke. For those that want to check out your full review over on our YouTube channel and everything we've got over on our store at TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. How can they do that? and What are they going to find when they go there?
5: Yeah, so check out the t public stuff it's uh it's an awesome way to not only help the channel but just to get your hands on merch that is more unique and not just the stock standard new york jets gear with a small logo and in your green colors and you can't really do anything with it we've got the zach wilson says go long range the zach the ripper range play like a jet logo merch uh, the quinn and williams john franklin myers bless you thank you stuff so many versatile options it's just cool designs not just logos there's awesome illustrations. My partner, Alex, helped with some of that. You can put it on T-shirts, hats, phone cases, laptops, stickers, whatever you want to do with it. They're awesome. Make sure you head over to T Public. I know if you go and check out your bio, Scott, on Twitter, at jet one in the pinned tweet there, you'll see a link. It's easy to find, and you can jump on the link that way. And then across on the YouTube channel, we're getting to that point of the year where it's really exciting. As we talked about, I've got Jermaine Johnson videos, not just one looking at the All-22 of his time at Florida State, there was one from earlier in the year before the hype breaking down uh, his senior bowl campaign and where he took on max mitchell another new york jet and had some success there so you can see multiple videos on jermaine johnson on all of the rookie class on the free agents from dj reed all the way through to the tight ends then you're also going to get stuff on michael carter george fant coming out in the next week or so there'll be commentaries you can check out weekly breakdowns all 22 film analysis they're always going to be 10 to 12 minute videos they're going to get to the point and they're not there to tell you everything i know about football it's just trying to explain something small and hope that i can get you to view football through a slightly different lens
3: make sure you check out all our videos on the play like a jet youtube channel and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already visit our store at tpublic.com that's teepublic.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest, the New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a jet Digital and playlikeajet.com Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place
0: you've gotten lucky? Lucky?